This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, why is Black History Month in February? Is PETA high key a white supremacist organization? Are Black entertainers ignoring Black media on the red carpet? And what the fuck is wrong with Joy Behar? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. What's up? Hey, girl. What's up? Nothing much. How you doing? I am great. How are you doing? I'm okay. I had a very challenging mental health week, but I am... Um, God damn. I know. I know. But I'm okay. Skeet, skeet, motherfucker. It was like that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ejaculation on the face? Everywhere. Like, <laughs> unwarranted, unrequested, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, th- those were the feelings that I had. I but, got it. But I worked through it. I ate. I drank my water, you know? Okay. And, um, and now it's Sunday. And I do feel a little bit better. That's good. Only because time has passed. Eating and drinking my water didn't. It didn't really help. But okay. well, happy New Year. February is New Year's. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that January was. That was a hot mess. Welcome to, to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay, and, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. And if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use that shit on all the social meds. We'll retweet it. We'll like it. And then you can find other folks that listen to T with Queen and J. Another hashtag that we would love for you to use is pod in and that is a now listen hashtag. And that allows other people on that hashtag to find T with Queen and J. That's right. We like to start every episode with our libations and libations are when we pour some out for the people, places and things that are giving us black ass black joy. Joy. They are our shout outs. They are our what what, what do people say besides shout outs? I don't know. They are salutes. That is what they are. Who says that? Niggas say salute all the time. I don't like it, but they say it. All right. You made me think I'm Master P. Oh, okay. I was throw back. <laughs> what are you libating this week, Queen? So I'm actually libating two people, um, homies to the show, to be exact. Um, Alex and Janina. Alex is a writer and his website is the Alex alexanderhardy.com just to you know give him a little shout out and janina uh is the host of in those jeans podcast now why am i libating them i am libating them because they invited me to hang out and stuff last week Aww, that's nice. right that's so sweet. That sweet i didn't go mm-hmm. um because of timing and shit mm-hmm. but it was just nice for people to just hit me up and be like hey i'm doing this you should come do this and stuff like that and another reason why it made me feel really special is because i noticed that last year i don't really have a high social meter Okay. Don't really like going out too much, but I realized that I should more. And last year, I, pro- I prioritized going out a lot for the podcast, okay. which is dope. But then it started to like make me feel like, I hate going out. Mm. I hate it. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to go outside. So mm. I'm like, the reason why you did that is because you didn't balance. You only went outside for one thing. Uh, that doesn't make sense. You got to mix it up. Okay. So this year, I'm making sure I mix it up. Good. So what's up? I didn't go, but thanks for inviting me out, guys. <laughs> and it's like a signal boost to make sure that Naima gets her ass out the house. I like that. Yes. That's what's up. 
What are you libating, Jay? I want four libations for uh, two things. Number one, Hello Black podcast. That is a podcast uh, hosted by two black organizers from Oakland. They are men people, and I don't listen to a lot of men-hosted podcasts because Get I find the them stage. to be... Yeah, I find them... All that. Get off the stage. <laughs> I find that Please I'll be... Please pass the mic. Sorry. I'll be listening... <laughs> to a man-hosted podcast and then all of a sudden like i'll be under attack yeah for some reason or they'll start talking about quote-unquote females or something like insane but i have found the host of hella black podcast to not create like a toxic environment and they're usually talking about some hella black shit some organizing shit some anti-capitalist shit Mm -hmm. and i appreciate all of that but i want to support libations for this particular episode it's called the myth of black buying power and they had a special guest dr jared ball on that episode and basically we're talking about that the myth of black buying power and how often we hear about people saying if if black folks would just stop buying sneakers or stop like buying chicken sandwiches and put their money towards whatever the fuck right a passport or Or like real estate right like the power of our dollar or Mm -hmm. whatever and that's not to say that like the black dollar doesn't have any um, any power but like there's this myth that we're like a, a billion dollar buying conglomerate like we and, affect the con- the economy in, right, these, those in ways. these ways that we don't yeah right so this episode kind of breaks down where that concept even began mm-hmm. and like what that shit is even about and what it means in real life yeah. and like is that shit really tangible and all that stuff or whatever so I appreciated that and I have that one actually saved in my phone I'll probably listen to that again uh-huh. so that's Hella Black Podcast um, and that's the myth of black buying power I'll put the link to that in the show notes actually and the second one I wanted to uh, pour libations for is Brunch and Budget Podcast Woo-hoo. they are Homies. back from maternity leave welcome back maternity paternity what is a better way to say that they're back, back. from parent leave they're back they had a baby they took a break to nurture their newborn to yes. take care of that baby and yes. adjust yes. to the newborn. Mm-hmm. And they're back. The podcast is back. And they started off 2020 with uh, 2020 is the year of the freelancer. But is that a good thing? So that's the name of that podcast. They I'll always put have the, some good stuff. Yeah, it was really good. I'll put the link to that episode in the show notes as well. And it basically talks about how companies are shifting to a freelance model and why companies are doing that and what freelance really is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. and what is like abuse to freelancers and shit like that so i thought that that was really interesting mm-hmm. and i appreciate learning about finances in ways that make sense to yeah me. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i'll put the link to both of those podcast episodes in the show notes Dope. i have to listen i tried to listen to the um hella black one okay but then I was like, three men? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then my yeah. brain just couldn't it's do it. it. But takes... I'm going to try because I do like that. When you recommended it, right. I was like, oh, that's a nice subject matter. Mm-hmm. My brain it just couldn't. It takes time. I feel like for cert- some of us, you have to be in the mood to kind of listen to a new podcast, yeah. period. But also listen to a podcast with men or with some group that has traditionally been a part of your oppression. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, are you about to harm me? Is this a platform for fuckery or what but they're cool it's a good episode and i trusted you i have to i have to say i listened to, i've listened to that podcast before and i was i tap in here and there but i hadn't listened to dr jared ball before mm-hmm. so when he was talking i was like okay well, what you about this? to say though yeah Who? i don't know it's just when, when you get used to like misogyny out. being around the corner it's like okay 
what's next? <laughs> um, we'll be coming around a mile. <laughs> right, right. But they almost didn't talk about gender at all. And I was okay with that. Like, let's just talk about these finances. Right. So, so yeah. So I'll put the link to those in the show notes. And um, those are my libations, yo. Okay. Queen. Yes. Hi. Do you want to tell people how they can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast and why they should support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? Yeah. Yep. I got this. So donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. That helps to sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. Okay. You know, it costs money to sustain this. So um, we ask for donations to help us keep it going. Ways that you can donate is by going to our website, Tea with Queen and Jay com and if you slide down on our homepage, right on the homepage is where you'll find two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is when you can come however many times you want. Drop whatever you want to drop in the collection plate. There's no commitment there. And our next option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for just two dollars. You can give more or less. That is up to you. We are some option-giving ass bitches. Um, but yeah, just $2 a month. And that is our Patreon. We also have links, direct links to both of these accounts in our show notes. You can click that as well. That's right. We also got invited to go to PodFest at the beginning of March. So we're trying. We want to go. We want to go and kick it but we need to be able to fly there and we need somewhere to sleep <laughs> so <laughs> it would be helpful your donation we could sleep be, on a beach we could sleep on a beach that's what people do but i, I don't, don't want to do beaches. that i don't, I don't want to do that i was well, just being silly you brought it up so <laughs> uh we also have our free events coming up uh pod and live nyc the largest black podcast meetup in the world in the is coming world. up and we want to be able to keep our events free. free so that's what your donations will be going towards if we could get a little extra yeah. for Chang, Podfest. Chang, uh-huh. yep. Did I say it? that's in Orlando this year? Yeah. So um, we need to be able to fly to yeah. Orlando and we need somewhere to sleep. Also, if you know, if you like have an Airbnb that you want to like let us use or some shit. For the low, low. We would appreciate for that For the shit, free, yo. free. <laughs> <laughs> let us know. Sponsors. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, T-mail us at Tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a live show or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at tweetwithqueenandj at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support us individually, we've included our Amazon wishlist links in the show notes. We each have a separate one, so you can check that out if there's something that you would like to contribute from there. We appreciate you. Yes. So our donation libations for this week are, um, we got a few PayPal donations, and they are from Luna and Ursula. And Ursula says, snacks, 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 or whatever you need it for. Keep being amazing. Thank you, Ursula. We appreciate you. Right. And Luna, thank you. We thank you, too. <laughs> Say it with your chest. <laughs> um, and then we got some new Patreon subscribers, and they are LG, Greg, Alejandra, Erica, Natalie, Jasmine, up their pledge. Thank you. And Catherine. And um, Catherine sent us a little note, so I'm going to read it. Y'all are revolutionary, and I am so proud to finally be a donor. Your conversations always hit the 
magical intersections between relatability and new perspectives. Plus, you're funny as shit and your friendship is aspirational. I'm a queer white woman and you add so much to my life and inspire me to be my whole self in a nasty red area of the country. I want to do my part to keep the light on and look forward to lots more dismantling of our piece of shit system. Much love. Catherine. Thank you so much, Thanks, Catherine. Catherine. We appreciate you. And if you are a white person who listens to this podcast, you better give us that you money. Should definitely be you better run them pockets. donating. You should definitely be paying for this content. This is free education. This is free learning. And you should be carrying the weight of the bill for yeah. this. Run them pockets. That's right. Because we would um, have nothing to, we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for y'all fuck shit. Right. We could do something else. <laughs> You know, I could work a nine to five and make enough money and not need to be like re-educating myself or my people or anything. In the process. And like, I could just like chill. I could just like be like a cat lady. That would be cool. Word. I could just like walk dogs for fun. Like that could be my Yeah, you know, like that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like those, like I could live like those people on Friends. Like work at a cafe, but still be able to sustain my life and live in New York. Yes. Yes. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, also, Virginia broke me off some money on the Cash App. Yes. Thank you so much, Virginia. I appreciate you. Um, it's actually why I can afford to be outside right now <laughs> because uh, the toxic job I was working got uh, got hectic. And, and you said, uh, fuck didn't that go shit. back. Yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> I glad not, you didn't. Yeah, it was. I'm so it happy was you like, didn't. Uh, very low yield uh job for the amount of stress that i was dealing with and i was like this is not what i'm supposed to be doing with my life i'm glad you left that shit yeah so i didn't go back but um i I do need to be able to buy bread (laughs) and virginia helped me out with that so thank you so much virginia i appreciate you i feel like she cashed after you that day yes (laughs) yes she did like it was that day and then it was like (laughs) i was like oh thank god Thank God. So it's a whole thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate it. Quite. All right. Are you ready to get into the motherfucking show? Let's do it. All right. Jay, Yo, what kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking this honey ginger bodega tea. Again, I got a medium, which is the old small. So the cup <laughs> oh, is... Oh, the cup didn't look like a regular yeah, size cup. Yeah, it's a medium. This time I had around. to ask for a medium. Oh my so god, It's a whole conversation around gentrification. or I don't know if it's gentrification. I don't know if it's inflation. I think it's inflation because my neighborhood is... Not. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you're right. Your neighborhood is not gentrified. No. Yeah. He said mm-hmm. when they ordered, because I brought it up this time, I was like, oh, remember back in the day, this used to be a small. He said now, like, they just changed the ounces. So, like, he just orders what he's been ordering and it's and like it's different. different. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. There's no gentrification happening by me. Whole new world. Hard. What are you drinking? I'm drinking mint tea. Mm, yes. Mm. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns, Jay? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm not a lady. No, I'm joking. I just wanted to take your uh-huh. shit. <laughs> I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I'm enough. I affirm that I'll be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. Poppin'. My body and mind are healthy, healthy, and that I will always and forever stunt on these hoes. Stunt. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Diddy over there and shit. Um, take that, take that. 
<laughs> I affirm that I'll find a healthy sex buddy that will add to my sexual pleasure. And I also affirm that this 2020 is going to be abundant as shit. Yes. That's what I am affirming. All right. Jay, what are you affirming? I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. I affirm sensuality and baddiness. I affirm that I am not a lady. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am self-employed. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I don't underquote or undersell myself. I get my rate. I affirm a brand new MacBook with all the toppings. Yes. And I affirm that I am healthy. Cool. Those are my affirmations. Great, yeah. great. Loving mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Loving and you it. all affirm shit for yourself, yo. All day, every day. Affir- Make sure affirmation that you do should that. be like an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Every day I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. You should, yo. You're a bad bitch. I have to. Because then when I get to the subway, it, it treats me like I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the subway. <laughs> the subway. So I have to. I have to do that. I had to switch train cars a few times on the way over here um, because uh, there was a man in need of mental health attention mm-hmm. and, and it was um, putting my safety in jeopardy so but anyway i'm fine here i am because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you affirmed that you was a bad bitch i affirmed that i was a bad exactly. bitch and that i could just gather my shit and move to the next class <laughs> no, this. cool so like we said it's black history month turn up for february turn up for Ow. black people and all of that should we do a, a cleansing owl sure Ow. Ow. all right one more, one more. Ow. Okay. Yes, because January was shit. <laughs> so, it was a mess. It was a hot mess. Um, Yeah, but it's February. It is. And it is a time of blackness. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to really quickly talk about how Black History Month was even created. Um, When I woke up today, I just was seeing foolishness. Not horrible foolishness, but just kind of the general stuff I've kind of always kind of heard. Like, like what? Not enough days in a month. They gave us this short-ass month mm-hmm. because black people. Or, you know, like, we need more than a month. Or, mm-hmm. like, just, just that, those kind of euthanisms just floating around okay. or like we don't need back have to we don't need black history month and like all of this stuff and it's like no one said we needed it mm-hmm. you know like all of that shit right. so i figured i'll let people know how this even came about so they could like shut up with that shit shut up just shut up shut up <laughs> <laughs> especially since i think that they don't tell you in school why well in most schools right and in, in my schools they did but they don't really tell you in schools why this is even happening no, how don't. long it's been happening they give you a list of the same four black people they have a bulletin board and they put martin luther king on one side and, and malcolm you, x on another yep they tell you to pick somebody rosa parks and harry tubman mm-hmm. those will be the people mm-hmm. don't forget about um carver oh you gotta talk about and peanut butter yep because that's mm-hmm. the only science we have. Mm-hmm. That's the only oh science God, we got. I just did. thought of a sketch, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, could you imagine if, like, the kids took their third grade teacher hostage and just fed that bitch peanuts <laughs> for Black History Month? <laughs> it's like, we're tired of hearing about this. We get it. We get it. You know who made this tape? It's covering your mouth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I got some rage surrounding Black History Month. I okay. apparently. Yeah, I got some. I got some rage surrounding it. Lee, could you click that? Go to that website of that therapy place <laughs> that I recommended. Please. What is it? Open therapy? Is that what it's called? I think open, open pathways something dot org. Okay, I'll find it. I'll find it because <laughs> I, I need it. <laughs> I need it. Yeah. Okay. Are you All okay. Right, we're back. Do you need? A, do you need a cleansing owl? Okay, I'll take one. Ow. Okay. okay, I'm back. So, um, like I said, I was going to give you really quickly 
how did Black History Month start and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got this via Wikipedia. A lot of this, a lot of this was in my head, but I also wanted to confirm because I didn't know, like, you know how you just think you know stuff and then mm-hmm. you like look because it was one thing here I didn't know. But right. anyway, the precursor to Black History Month was created in 1926 in the United States when historian Carter G. Woodson. And the Association for the Study of the Negro Life and History announced the second week of February to be Negro History Week. Mm. So it started out as a week, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why that week was in February, I'm going to go on and read more. This week was chosen because it coincided with the birth of Abraham Lincoln. That I didn't know because I don't acknowledge that motherfucker. I didn't know that either. And I'll let you finish, but it almost doesn't matter, honestly, after your next point. On February 12th and Frederick Douglass on February 14th, both of which dates black communities had celebrated together since the late 19th century. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So oh, okay. th- that was important. Abraham Lincoln, I guess, I, was more important it, to blacks it, back then. We don't really talk about him is, much now. That's interesting. I knew that Frederick's, Frederick Douglass acknowledged his birthday on the 14th of February. I didn't mm-hmm. know that black communities celebrated those days together. I didn't know they were celebrating Abraham Lincoln like that. I don't think they were celebrating him like, woo, Abraham. Like, I don't think they was like, whatever. Abraham! Abraham! (laughs) They wasn't doing that. Lincoln, they wasn't doing all that. It wasn't like the turn up like that, but I think that they, because I'm thinking about like post-black enslavement and how like, a lot of black folks will like give themselves presidents' last names and like stuff like that right, to kind of like right, right, right. Um, connect themselves to you know like kind of like still in like an assimilating space, still in right. a like you know it was like it was a different kind of black consciousness then. Yeah. So I can't understand it, but it's something got that they it. probably understood at that time. Because like, like, I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And it's still people who just learned yesterday that Abraham Lincoln's motivations for abolishing slavery were capital and, yeah exactly and like it's like yeah that's new like information that. yeah. um mm-hmm. new it's information new, to, new to the common to the, consciousness exactly yeah. and new to the public because right. like he knew it in his head and it blew his brains out so it wasn't his head anymore <laughs> okay <laughs> um Whoa, that got dark my i just processed all of that you saw it his brains in a theater what? <laughs> no, I just processed that. That's what you said. Oh, uh, he got shy. He did get shy. Okay. On a Bronx, nigga get shy every day. Okay. All right. So uh, Abraham, <laughs> Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's birthday is on the twelfth, and Frederick Douglass' birthday is on the fourteenth. So it's like it said, it's the second week of February. Mm-hmm. So that's when that week was. Right. So that. February week was oh, chosen. Oh, just to remind niggas of slavery, Frederick Douglass didn't know when his birthday was, so he chose yes. February 4th. He Thank chose you. Feb- Val- February 14th, excuse me. Yes. He chose Valentine's Day. That's when he decided that that's when he wanted to celebrate his birthday. Yes. So that's when he acknowledged yes. it. Yes, yes, yes. Because we were property, so slavery. we didn't have birthdays. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a specific reason why this week in February was chosen by this black man. Okay, mm-hmm. so Historian. I want to give that context because people think that this month, this was week, this idea was given to by us white by white people. motherfuckers. Yeah. And it was not. It was a very conscious decision mm-hmm. about that week in February that then was expanded to a month also by us and then was like taken on as like, oh, a national thing mm-hmm. later on. But right. we was going to do this shit anyway because mm-hmm. that's just how we that's are. That's how we are. 
So, you know, so it's not something that was given to us. It's not like they, they gave us the shortest month of the year. This is a conscious decision that black folks chose for themselves at the time. And I don't like when people take away the agency. Like we, There are periods and times that we have lots of agency mm-hmm. here in black America. And people just right. make it like, is this some white decision, some white choice? Some white people gave it to us. Like we were just sitting around like, mm-hmm. and they was like, you know what? Let's just give you these 28 Let's days. Give these niggas some time like you know celebrate themselves and um that's not what it is Mm -hmm. um it also was interesting for me given the history of black folks in the u.s how like people don't realize how young it is 1926 you know it's not really my grandma exactly Mm -hmm, so it wasn't even like it's not even that long that Mm -hmm. we've had this kind of institution for us to celebrate ourselves for a month so it's like stop disrespecting shit like calm down Mm -hmm. calm down Okay. Relax. You gotta relax. Calm down. The kids are listening to kids' bops. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it right now. Stop being a stink ass whore. Mm-hmm. Show some respect. Like, be proud of the things that you we've created in this country and don't come to this country and disrespect the shit we created in this country. Oh. Like, that sounds like down. you're talking to a certain population of people. I, yeah. I thought this was a general critique. So, I didn't I'm ta- know I'm just, we're you know, no, being because those, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, hey, I'm just okay. saying. Right, I'm just saying. Because we don't create things here in the USA. Black Ooh. folks. Ooh. That's what they be trying to say. Spicy. Just okay. saying. Spicy. Oh, shoulder, shoulder <laughs> sway. <laughs> no, oh, but yeah, boy. no, seriously. And then it's like, mm-hmm. make sure that you use this month to learn about black Americans. Like, right. this, that's what this month is for. Right, and of course, right, it's expanded right. to the whole diaspora. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, stop coming in the house and put your dirty shoes and making mm-hmm. a mess. Like, stop Well, first that. of all, everybody knows to take their shoes off. Well, do they do it in black Americans' house? No, they're coming with their boots. You're right. Okay, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Take off I'm your like, shoes, guys. Take off your shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it also sparked other countries to do it. So, like, it's not even just the U.S. who does Black History Month. Canada does it. Ireland does it. England does it. The Netherlands does it. Mm-hmm. So, like, black Americans have spearheaded other places to acknowledge what black people have contributed to those countries as well. Right, you know? Right, right. So, we, like, we, you know kind of you know we just be changing shit like mm-hmm. we and people like to discredit us so i wanted yes. to make sure that i speak about that For and sure. highlight that i like that mm-hmm. i appreciate that and i'm glad you brought that up and i'm still in my feelings about it <laughs> <laughs> what are your feelings i don't know i just feel like to your point about the dismissal of like the black american influence mm-hmm. i feel like even though there is erasure of black folks throughout the diaspora yes right Mm -hmm. and that people are very centering of black americans when discussing black people yeah like we know that we are not the only black people in the world we Mm -hmm. know that there are black people all over the the world. world i think that sometimes because white people and America, if they're going to bother to discuss black people, are discussing black American people mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like we catch a lot of shit. Like I feel like we catch a lot of I think we catch a lot of the residue, a lot of like the leftover shit, the leftover feelings that people have because of that overall erasure of black folks throughout the diaspora. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so like sometimes instead of celebrating and acknowledging our contributions to like the rest of the world, yeah. It the conversation is that niggas are too like black American centric, you know? Oh yeah. I I get what you're saying. I don't know. I just feel sensitive about that right now. And like we talk about on this podcast, like we are black American, but we're also like black Caribbean people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that we've made a conscious choice because oftentimes of that, like black American erasure to center black Americanness here. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I don't know. I just be in my feelings about that lately. And um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm glad you brought up this topic. I don't want to bring the mood down <laughs> with what's in my brain. What's in your brain? I want to know. I, I don't know. I thought I had said it. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I okay. thought I was clear, but these no, no, no. You are, you are. But when you said that, I thought you had something else to say. No, to no, add. that's it. That's a, it. In addition to, no, moreover, <laughs> as well. <laughs> furthermore, also, yeah, I thought you was going to furthermore. No, no, I wasn't. If I if I could, I would. I, uh, I'm sure something else will gotcha. come up later. Gotcha. Speaking of my feelings, <laughs> okay. Let's get into a moment in black hair. Okay, Queen, can you tell folks what our moment in black hair is all about? Yes. So black hair, something that we love, and it's also something that is highly political. Mm -hmm. So we decided to make it a segment um, so we could talk about black hair. Woo! What are we doing today? So a few weeks ago, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, or just Patrick Stewart, if you don't want to acknowledge his uh, knighthood, would you say? He's a knight? Yeah, they knight anybody over there. If you're old... And polite, they will knight your ass. If you're white. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought that was a given. <laughs> like, I thought that was a given. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you're old, if you're white, if you're polite, they will knight you. The Brits? If you're old, white, and polite, you can be a knight. Yo, the British and their rebranding is, like, remarkable. Like... Well, what's the rebranding? Sounds like the that same thing. That they're old polite. Shit. <laughs> oh. Like, you literally. Well, that's like, what white people do here. Polite, like, racist. No, it's different. Like, it's different. Mm. Like, they, like, you think that they just drink tea and just be polite. Like, we don't, our politeness in America is not, it's not the same thing. Mm. Their rebranding is just like, who is their publicist? Mm. <laughs> who is their PR team? What do you mean? Because you don't like think of the British and think of war. You don't think of oh, the British and think right, of like imperialism, right. even though they still involved in it. All the shit but they taught us to do. Yeah, right. like you don't. And by us, I mean the white people here. Yeah, you don't Got think it. of Britain and think of those things, mm-hmm. and that is what they specialize right, in. Right, you know? right, right. So, Gary Brandon is interesting. Well. Sir Patrick Stewart, (laughs) (laughs) also known as Professor X, if you are a fan of the X-Men movies, also known as... uh, That's that's how I know who he is. Right, right, right. Also known as Jean-Luc Picard from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. He was on The View recently to promote his new show, Picard. They are rebooting that series. I guess it's not a reboot, really, but it's a show based on his character from Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm -hmm. So he's on The View and... And Whoopi Goldberg, who is, well, I guess I would call her the lead host of The View right now. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. Mm-hmm. So she actually starred on 26 episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation in what started as a guest role. Her character, Guinan, like I said, was on 26 episodes and that turned into a more significant character. It was supposed to kind of just be a guest spot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that evolved. So Patrick Stewart is on The View. Uh-huh. He, everyone is excited. Everybody loves Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Right, like he's, he's polite and he's a knight. He's polite. <laughs> <laughs> he's a knight, but also he seems like a really there's something like honest about him. Yeah, yeah, there like, is. Like there's something really honest about him, and I, all the interviews that I've listened to him, he seems to be having like a genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he just seems like that type of motherfucker. And so most people like him. He's a fucking delight. He's polite. He's a knight, knight and, and he's, he's a delight. A delight. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so he's on the View. So Patrick Stewart 
takes a moment out of the interview and formally invites Whoopi Goldberg to to reprise her role on his new show. And she's surprised. She's excited. And it's this like super cute moment that everybody is kind of going on and on about. I was excited too. I didn't know what's happening. But I know it made made Whoopi feel good too. It made a black woman happy. Yes, I was like, Yeah, yeah. She's like sitting there blushing and it can be even though she's like an egot like she has all the awards yeah, she's that a matter bad bitch. she's she a bad bitch yeah. right like it's it can still be challenging for black women to work in hollywood yes. and for older black women to work in hollywood yep. right so for, for her to be invited to do something new is exciting or you know based on her old role or whatever is right. pretty dope so that was an exciting moment so they're all hugging and i think there were maybe a couple of tears and laughter and shit like that why the fuck are we talking about this in moment in black hair because because og co-host of the view Joy Behar, who is not the lead host, even though she's been there since the beginning. <laughs> Just want to say that. <laughs> and you'll see why she deserves the shade. Next. So, your favorite uh, sidekick. Your favorite sidekick. <laughs> your favorite white liberal sidekick, who is known for appearing to be Jewish, but is actually Italian. <laughs> um, that's irrelevant. For real? Yeah, I didn't know she's that. Italian. She's I like knew- a, you know, in New York, like yeah, Jewish yeah, folks and Italian but- folks are easily like, you know, confused because we all, everybody dwells together and, you know, we all talk the same. Mm-hmm. So, right. So she's sitting there happy, you know, she's a nice white lady. She's not there to hurt anybody until or is she or is she right so she is even though she's a nice white lady she is also a white woman and she finds a way to try and ruin the moment with anti-blackness yes so i think we're gonna try and play a clip here to see if you all can kind of hear what's being said because if you were watching it live it could be easy to miss i ain't miss it i had to i had to play it back i caught it right away yeah i was like what's happening right now she has that voice (laughs) yeah yeah It's that white New Yorker voice. Okay. Like she's underwater or some shit. Oh my God. So everybody is laughing and hugging, and Whoopi is blushing, and it's super fucking adorable. Yeah, like she's, her cheeks are in her forehead. Yes, it's so cute. That's she's how blushing big her smile and is. And taking it back, and seems excited. Joy Behar says to Patrick Stewart, okay, in this moment of joy, right? She says to him about Whoopi taking this role. She has to get rid of that hair on her head, though, right? Tell her that. Yeah. And Patrick Stewart is like, oh, she can do whatever the hell she wants. Because what? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, what? what? (laughs) So she point while she says this to Patrick Stewart, she points to her head. Okay. As if he needs to know where hair grows out of. But okay. (laughs) We're Um, talking about a pussy. Right? right? So weird. We can hear her say this, but because she's mic'd, but everybody is kind of still talking and laughing and stuff like that. So like I said, if you weren't paying attention, you might have missed it. And then like, there's like, she's... It's Whoopi and a bunch of white people. They're not going to even take that comment to be the same thing happening. Like what? the other people, like the other people at the table okay. are not people who will have 
Whoopi's textured hair who mm-hmm. has to have these kind of hair conversations mm-hmm. so even if they heard it it's not something that's like a thing right because you don't even right, think right, about right. hair in that way yeah so it, it could have been easily like dismissed or whatever mm-hmm. but she makes sure we don't miss it so once everything settles down once the excitement settles and everybody sits back down she says it again so this time Joy Behar repeats herself and she says it while touching one of Whoopi's locks. So yes. she says it again. She was like, yeah, I asked him. I said uh, she's going to have to take that hair off of her head, right? Tell her that. And he said, you know, whatever. She can do whatever she wants. But anyway, so she says this this statement while touching Whoopi's hair. So Whoopi is currently wearing platinum locks. Um, it looks like she has her natural hair locks or wrapped dreads with, wrapped with, yeah, with added with hair, hair for like yeah. a fuller look or for the color. Just a quick sidebar. I know some people don't like the word dreads and I kind of use dreads and locks like Inter- interchangeably. interchangeably. I just wanted to acknowledge that. I am aware that some people are uncomfortable with that. As a former uh, Rasta adjacent nigga, I don't mind it unless white people say it. So... Um, but I'm not a dread, so I don't have locks. So take it like however you want to take it. But just you know, just know that I'm aware. And if you want to like, yeah, just basically, me. if you want to school me on why it bothers you, like that's cool. But I just want to acknowledge that there are people. Just so everybody knows, there are people who are not comfortable with the term dread. So anyway, the fact that Joy is comfortable critiquing Whoopi's hair on live television mm-hmm. is a problem and symptomatic of the mainstream society's overall comfort with critiquing and policing blackness. Black- yes. Which is totally uncool. So, like, in this moment of what should be something that's, like, Whoopi is excited or whatever, Joy was comfortable enough to talk to this other white man and be like, hey, she's got to take that hair, hair off, off her, her head, head, right? Like, it's a, like it's a joke. Yeah. Or, like, a toy. Like, something on someone's gag. body is, like, right. something to like poke a clown at. wig. Yeah. Like a clown, a clown mm-hmm. wig. So, Whoopi's hair is specifically black. It's a black-coated hairstyle. And... Joy's public mocking, though it was intended to be somewhat playful, I guess, mm-hmm. is it's um it's it's violent. Mm-hmm. And I pause when I say that because that can mean a lot of different things. But it is uh, there's something shaming about that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, there's yeah. something shaming about it. It's like your hair is not okay for television. Your hair is not okay for television. Now you're okay, so maybe it's okay for the view, but now you're going to be in like a TV show or like right. something scripted or something a little more serious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to change that right. if you're going to do this other thing. Right, right, right. Which was just like, I didn't, I didn't like that yeah. at all. No, it took me out of the moment. It took me out of the moment, and then it's like you. You don't know what anyone's life is like mm-hmm. who walks around with hair like that. Yeah. You don't know what that life is like. Your hair can't even do that. You don't know anything about this. It's no. not for you to comment on. And why are you touching her hair? Like, right. I know that, okay, so, like, you know, I assume that they're friends because they've been on this show together for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, best case scenario, they are friends. And I'm sure she has touched her hair like this before in private. Um, but touching somebody's hair... In the comfort of your friendship, yeah. not on camera, and then touching it on camera while saying something like critical about of it, it is, is it's a different thing, and it's not cool. And it's not like this is the other piece of this is that this is not like a one-off case. Like maybe this is the first time Joyce talked about black hair on camera which i doubt because white but let's say that it is it's not culturally for us in our experience in the u.s that's not a one-off you know what i'm saying like someone is constantly talking about our hair and Mm -hmm. what it should be doing and how it should look and what's okay with it and what's not okay with it um my takeaway from it was 
Okay, so I saw the clip. I moved mm-hmm. on because I'm not really into Star Trek anyway. And then some white violence shit happened, so I like moved on. But I thought that maybe that I would hear people talking about it. Mm-hmm. And when I did hear or see people on the socials kind of respond to it or talk about it, they kind of more so talked about him saying she could do whatever she wants. And it's like, I feel like... We should be like, Joy, shut the fuck up. Or like telling her that, no, that was a misstep. Or like correcting that shit rather than saying like, no, the white man said it's okay. Mm -hmm. Or the white man said we accept it. Or the white man, you know, like it was Mm -hmm. just like weird for me to like see nothing come out of that. And when something did come out of it, it was the applaud of a white man saying this is okay. He said her hair was okay. Ah, He shut her down. You know, it was just like, no. Because it's like the expectation. It's like we expect and accept that we're going to encounter white violence, right? So like there's no need to even check her violence. There's no need to even check what she said because that's the norm. And there are some of us who think that she's right. There are some of us who think that, no, like her whoopee is wearing this kind of um, counterculture hairstyle and mm-hmm. she should, maybe maybe she will have to take it out. And these are things that she should think about or whatever. And I think that there are black folks who think that that type of shit is okay. That, but then it's also like, if you are a black person who who I would assume is versed about hair, you would know, and Whoopi's career, that you would know that even in movies and stuff, her hair is doing lots of different things, mm-hmm. even though we've known for most of her hair to have locks. Mm-hmm. So like, to me, it would seem, or I would hope, or the impression that I get of Whoopi is that she kind of does what she wants anyway mm-hmm. in that space. Mm-hmm. So if it if if the role calls for this, she'll put on the wiggers and it's no big deal. You know, like mm-hmm. it 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 just seemed to me like it took the agency from Whoopi, where it's like he said it's okay, so mm-hmm. like ooh, this thing is okay, and it's right. just like no, uh, like. Why, why aren't we thinking that Whoopi could, this is Whoopi. This is an right. EGOT. This mm-hmm. is a, this is the principal host of the fucking view. Mm-hmm. She will do whatever the fuck she wants yeah. to do with her hair. Yeah. And not because this white man over there says, it's okay. Right. It's, you can do him, whatever him you want. She can do whatever the hell that, she wants. That was like the, not, the, the victory right. piece. But, but also, if you, if you take it outside of the scope of racism, she can do whatever the hell she wants because she is Whoopi. Yes. Yes. He's he's not saying this because he's doing anybody a favor. favor. The reality is that Whoopi can do whatever the hell she wants and that is what she does. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, and, I personally, I assume that there's work that she doesn't get because Mm -hmm. she does whatever she wants. And I know that white people don't like that shit. Of course. But, she is motherfucking Whoopi. She's Whoopi, and it's, I think that when I think that there's lots of agency in her and her career, right. and like to like to me in that moment to kind of just like applaud this white man and to me remove that agency that this right. person has constantly made throughout her whole career mm-hmm. was fucking rude and whack. I kind of wanted to connect that to what's happening with the student at Barber Hill High School. So for anybody who hasn't already heard, there was a student named DeAndre Arnold at Barber Hill High School, which is a public high school in Mont Bellevue, Texas. He was suspended and told he wouldn't be able to walk at graduation with his locks because the school has a length policy that's been that way for quote-unquote 30 years or quote-unquote the policy has been that way for 30 years that's what one of the administrators said Mm -hmm. and like lots of bad shit has happened like 30 years ago i don't know if that's the hill that you want to die on Mm -hmm. but if you have like kinky or curly hair if you've been wearing locks you can't just cut your hair for graduation and then grow it back like it's no big deal yeah that's not 
how our hair works and these laws that are in place and this thinking is based on like white folks not thinking about black folks and not thinking about our hair at all so like whether it's a rule that's based on length like it does not have us or our culture in mind or gender in mind or gender in mind well it's it's for quote-unquote men are not supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's right, right. That's what I'm right. saying. Like, because that's right. A man we don't know for sure what. His, right. We don't know? know for sure what this person's gender expression yeah. is, or mm-hmm. like you know where they're at, or, or anybody. Yeah. Really, right. To your point. Mm-hmm. So like that's years of hair growth. That's years of commitment and hair like i said hair in the colonized world is routinely understood in a very white context where people wash their hair every day and get on the train with it wet and cut it at a mall kiosk or like whatever fucking basic (laughs) shit that white people do with their hair like you can't you cannot create rules based on how you live with like your white hair without taking into account all different types of of hair hair. and like black hair in particular which is routinely scrutinized and discounted as being unkempt unclean uncool um and all that shit so in deandre's case DeAndre was invited to the Oscars by Gabrielle Union and the creators of the animated short um, Hair Love. Mm-hmm. And he was, he's also decided to switch school districts instead of like being denied graduation. So mm-hmm. I guess he'll just graduate in whatever new school just district. New school with strangers. And new school with fucking strangers. He didn't fucking know. He didn't build right. memories with. Yep. What the fuck? Yep. So it's, it's, that's, you know, super not cool. But he does get to go to the Oscars. That'd be fun. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> that sounds boring. <laughs> well, D Wade and Gabrielle Union like left messages for him personally, so that was cool. He seemed to be excited about mm-hmm. that, so that's cool. But anyway, I'm bringing this up also because we now learned that his cousin Caden Bradford is still a sophomore at Barber and has been put on school suspension what? because of his locks. Yes, so they're being targeted uh, for their hair. I don't know. But the thing is this. So yeah. their hair was probably shorter freshman year. So mm-hmm. they was their hair grows. Like right. what did you think was gonna happen right. between freshman year to senior year mm-hmm. with these people? They were just supposed to hey, cut they're it. supposed to just cut it. Yeah. Like that's not like how it's no big deal. that's not how that goes. Mm-hmm. People don't get locks because that's the style that they want to cut or usually keep a certain length right. generally. That's not generally how Lock some work? No, it's not. It's a lot of cultural shit yeah, attached to, like, tied to not... people who choose to grow locks, depending on who they are and like what their, yeah, exactly. what their thinking like, is or whatever. What so, Caden's mom says, "quote If he cut his hair, and this is from a um, K H O U article or K U, maybe y'all say, I don't know." His mom says, "If he cut his hair, that's like cutting a part of his life. It's his culture. It's his background. It's his roots. It's his ancestors." She said. And Caden says, I feel like it may be a little excessive, speaking of the rules. It's almost like if they want me to cut it, like I'd be cutting off an arm or a leg. So this is that's just I just wanted to read that just to kind of speak to these are things that I have heard before in relation to the way that people feel connected or black folks feel connected to their locks or their dreads or just like hair in general, because our relationship to hair is different in many instances than white folks relationship to hair. Caden says leaving the district is always an option, but, quote unquote, I don't want to leave Barbers Hill, Caden said. I've been here since daycare, first grade and up till now. Daycare. Why would I want to leave? Yeah, 
Yeah. Caden and his mom invited the superintendent to sit down with them so they have an opportunity to teach him about their hair and culture, which is labor, but this is something that they did. Barbers Hill School District said any changes to the district's grooming code would have to be made by the school board and they won't be meeting again until February 24th. In the meantime, Caden has been like in school suspension over his hair so he comes to school and sit in that room by himself Mm -hmm. and does nothing because of his hair he was at home for three weeks and then you know what they're gonna do he's gonna back back to school and all that work he missed and now he's gonna either have to work mad hard to miss all do all the stuff he missed or he might get left back like what the fuck yeah i think the other piece of this is like this is a public school what are all these rules going Mm -hmm. on i understand like some private schools or charter schools sometimes have rules like this because Mm -hmm. it's like they create whatever they want it to be yeah this is public school it's supposed to be open to kids of all different backgrounds and experiences like i don't know it's not like um tuition based or anything like that like it Mm -hmm. is the taxpayers people of the community who like money goes to that school so this person whose money is going to that school without choice because mm-hmm. they just you know you live right. in a the district they send the money there so this parent's money is going to the school because that's how it works mm-hmm. and their child can't go to the school because of their hair that's not cool i paid my money you know what i mean like no yeah. uh-uh. uh-uh so that's that i'm gonna leave the links to these stories in the show notes but I think that institutions really need to institutions that did not consider black folks and our experience Mm -hmm. and all the different ways in which we express our culture, like need to be taking these things into account. So I hope the superintendent accepts the invitation to speak with Caden and their mom about like their culture and how it's not just, Oh, you know, cut your hair, cut your dreads off. How that's Mm -hmm. not such a simple thing to do and how they're making it seem. That shit. Leave people alone. That's just it. Just leave people alone. I'm giving the face like, because <laughs> it's like, because it's like, yes, yes, there are cultural connections and things like that. But then, but then also to go further, it's like, what does this person hair have to do with you? What did this person right. hair length do do to impede education? Mm-hmm. What what does any of that like? None of that even makes sense. Right. Like so, for for these folks to have to go and explain their culture now, um, so you can get it when mm-hmm. it's not even something that's rooted in anything that impedes the intake of education makes right. no fucking sense. Like leave people alone. I don't like like it makes no sense. Now I have to explain to you about my hair. Because of something about hair that actually has nothing to do with me being educated? Mm. Huh? I was listening to this interview with um, Boots Riley, who was uh, an organizer. And he's uh, the director of, um, what is that movie with the Equisapiens? That sounds creepy. Sorry, Sorry to, to bother, bother you. you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I don't like human-like animal things. Okay. So I was listening <laughs> to an interview with Boots Riley and... He was saying that the media is there to make you feel like the thoughts in your head are the most radical thoughts that like you've ever had, yeah. right? So like the the stories that the news produces and that the news shares are like this really kind of I don't dumbed down I'll say for lack of a better word, yeah. right? So that any any original thoughts you have or anything that makes you question question the system 
will seem so radical that you like suppress that shit. And mm-hmm. I feel like some of these rules yeah. like feed into that system. So it some does. of these rules about like how long your hair can be if you are a man or if you are a woman or like why you can't, why it's not okay for all of us to dress how we want to dress and yeah, present how, how we, we want to present. present because we're supposed to be fitting in these molds and not thinking like once you start dressing outside of what is the norm and like what's acceptable and what's okay like what's to stop you of thinking of like all some this, new yeah, shit or questioning yeah. something else but they want to keep us pod people right yes yeah so it's a part of that larger system of like like there's this the concept of like order mm-hmm. and like I guess respectability in the sense of like what's neat, what's clean and how you're supposed to look and mm-hmm. like what is okay and what is the norm and all that shit or whatever. What's all like, American and all that right, shit. Right, 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 right. Because for a moment I was thinking like, you know, America, even though it's like a rotten kind of, it's based on a lot of fucking rotten bullshit or whatever. It's an abscess. Yes, that. <laughs> you know, every country has their shit. Every country has their traditions. Abscess. Well, their abscesses. But also like their traditions yeah. and norms. And mm-hmm. so like maybe looking like a fucking square is one of our cultural norms as a country. But it's not. It's one of it's one of the things that helps to keep us suppressed, keep us oppressed, and keep keep the system in place and at play. Isn't thirty years ago like the nineties? Uh yes. I'm just like it's just strange. Mm-hmm. It's just strange. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about white hair now in this instance and like right. length and stuff. So like, I don't know. It just makes more sense to me if they created this rule in the '70s. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm just if like you think, if you think about the '90s and like grunge and like Kirk. Okay, Cobain that makes and sense. Like, yeah, you know, white white people questioning the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shit like that. Because so. I know that was a white people thing uh-huh. that is now fucking with us. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of for even still, our schools are highly segregated. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Just yeah. leave people alone. You want to take a break? Yep. Let's do it. Money, money, money. money do you know what this year is what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking week every week Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvsqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So you two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black! All the time! All right. Yeah. So do you want to get into a news that's not news story? Yes. Right. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon, 
Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. So, News That's Not News is a segment of our show where we talk about a news story that either has not been discussed enough or some shit that you have already heard about that we feel has not been talked about from the right angle or some shit that you already know about that's been discussed from the right angle. But we want to talk about that shit again. Because this is our show and we do whatever we want. Hello. So what you have for News That's Not News? So, um, today's News That's Not News story, um, I originally saw it in Madame Noir's digital publication and... It's a story about the Grammys and how a lot of the black media people who are present on the red carpet, mm-hmm. how black artists are just skipping them on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I click to read the whole story, in particular, Black Tree Media, they're the ones who actually had a video highlighting this and kind of just showcasing and put it on blast. Um, black artists at the Grammy just 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 skipping them on the red carpet. So Black Street Media, if you don't know, um, they're a live and on-demand video news network focused on covering the most interesting entertainment happening in Hollywood. So they posted this video on their YouTube channel. Like I said, they're a, a video network of I don't know the name of the person who was on the carpet because it was not um, uh, Jamal in the video. Finkley is his name. Oh, that's an interesting last name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm familiar with Jamal from uh, my days in college. So I don't think he went to my school, but I think he went to one of the neighboring universities or whatever. They're on the red carpet, um, and basically they're just narrating it, saying how they're just going to put people on blast because this happens to them all the time. Mm -hmm. They have been covering the Grammy for 14 years now, and their position on the red carpet is always the very last, and they're usually kind of there with the same kind of, in quotations, smaller Mm -hmm. um, media groups, people of color type thing. So they're always like at the very end of the carpet and shit like that. And he talked about artists that was just passing them. And then on the video, I noticed people that were passing him are Gucci Mane. And then you see him like, Gucci, the hood is here. Like, <laughs> Gucci. Go, Gucci. Come on, yo. You see Gucci Mane. You see her, her pass. But her looked like they were being pulled by mm-hmm. someone on her team. Right. So she was like waving and blowing kisses and things like that. Quavo of, um, what's that group? I don't know why I can't think of it right now. The Migos. Mm-hmm was another person who kind of pulled he was kind of looking back like ah you know I can't it's out of my control you know mm-hmm. okay, it's above me now you know like that <laughs> <laughs> Little Nas X is another artist who didn't even look at them mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like oh he's a baby so he's cute. not a baby though he's a he's a young man Quest Love was another person who passed and Quest Love was like I'm late I gotta go I'm late I'm mm-hmm. late I'm late that was another thing that a lot of people who were passing some people i didn't know who they are because mm-hmm. i don't be knowing who people are sometimes i'm late i'm late and because of their position on a carpet being the last haven't done these usually red carpets are pretty long right haven't done all the things um as far as going on this long carpet i can see them probably being late for their yeah. seating for the rehearsal for like all of this stuff because these award shows are productions so that just to me that's the grammys for it when they come to their placement right you know, mm-hmm. and that's what, but add to the difficulty of them getting the people to speak to. Mm-hmm. But there were some people who just blatantly just walked past. So there's some who was like, I'm late, or like, I'm sorry, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, I gotta get to my seat. But then there's people who was just blatantly like, do, 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 do. You know, just walking past. And I think it is important that they show that. I never mm-hmm. thought about red 
carpet politics. I'm sure they exist. Right. But I never thought about that shit and how like you can be a media space but because they don't think you are of the standard of to whatever they think deserves the attention mm-hmm. of these people, they'll priority. place you in this yeah, right. priority thing. Mm-hmm. They'll place you at the end of the carpet and then publicists will drag them to everyone else but you. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a disadvantage period. So mm-hmm. like his point, which I actually do agree with, is that we talk about how we do not have enough black media and we need this and we need to do this for ourselves. And, and we hear that a lot from people and media, not media spaces, in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you have this small opportunity to possibly like right. come and say the say the popping thing that goes viral on my on my fucking microphone or mm-hmm. in my recording and it doesn't happen because you don't stop for me right. it doesn't happen because you don't tell your publicist i have to do all black mm-hmm. i have to do them mm-hmm. you know stuff like that there's ways that you can still have agency in your career because right. you your agent works for you your manager works for you mm-hmm. you know like shit like that mm-hmm. so like it would be nice to see people in entertainment prioritize shit like that a little yeah. a lot more actually and it's usually the black publications that are able to cover black stories with nuance yes so like if some shit happens that mainstream media doesn't understand or is not handling with care or whatever yeah. usually it's a black publication that's able to uncover some of that nuance and then oftentimes, if a story gets large enough, major publications pull from black publications and be like, yeah, oh, this was reported in The Root and da 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 And then yeah. we'll share the nuances of whatever the situation is exactly. from there. And yeah. so I, I, I think I agree it is really important to kind of build relationships with smaller black publications. Yes. Even if you feel like, oh, well, this is not Vulture. This is not E. This is not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, why why mm-hmm. am I doing this kind of yeah. thing? But it, it's, uh, it was unfortunate to watch i've seen that before somebody had kind of mentioned it before but i don't remember it being a whole video it's been a conversation Mm -hmm. like on twitter but that was the first time i seen somebody at he's yes quote unquote a small uh publication but it's not or a small platform yeah um but it's not tiny. Yeah, you know it's not. Saying? It's like, not. Yeah, like Black Tree has a large enough following to where like him calling out people is kind of like, oh. A thing. Yeah. Oh, this one ignores you. Okay. This one don't fuck with black folks. Yeah. Oh. And then okay. he also made, he also said, basically calling out people who used to stop for him and now they don't because now they're bigger uh, in their careers and now their careers have expanded. So, you know, on some like, now I'm hot. I mean, what's that song? I can't think of it. No. Back then. Oh, yes. yeah. Like now, you know, like that. Just like, it's just unfortunate just to see you know like when. Back then? Mm-hmm. Abraham? No. Abraham. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that song won't even apply. Oh, you don't gosh. make no sense. That's funny. But, Abraham. um. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. <laughs> Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's just really unfortunate. When you finally do get on and you finally do get popping, then it's like now you want to just only be on these other platforms. And a lot of those platforms are not going to have the nuance or are not going to understand the things and are not. there. We could we could fucking raise the platforms of these black publications, media conglomerates, whatever, if we use our privilege of visibility right. to go to those things. Right. If we say we're going to drop the hot stuff at um, fucking, what's this place called? Black Tree? Mm-hmm. If we we announce something there rather than going to E, that will help that place right. so much more, and it like will cost you nothing mm-hmm. as a, a artist, mm-hmm. entertainer, or whatever. Like, use use your privilege to leverage and help other Black folks in mm-hmm. the space. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. So I thought it was funny when he started naming names. Yes. I was like, well, so like, they ain't even they in the video. They wasn't even there. They wasn't even a clip. He was you like Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> I'm like, he's not even in the clip. Oh. 
Oh, that was hilarious. Whoa. Well, goddamn. That was high. Hilarious. He was not even in the clip. Like, he's not, is he at the Grammys? <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was funny. funny. That was funny. It, it is a good point because, yeah, people do talk about this need for us to build our own shit. But then when we build our own shit, it's like, are you he supporting said that, that too. shit? Yeah. He said, yeah, remember that. Because all of y'all want to talk about this black power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I do kind of like the calling out. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope to see more of it because I enjoyed it. It mm-hmm. was um, spicy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. and like fucking hold these people accountable because they are there are a lot of people in entertainment who are using the marketing of black liberation using the marketing mm. of all of this shit yes. to help them and help them still yes. relate to black folks mm-hmm. because maybe the other things they're doing in their work do yep. not yep. and they are using us so mm. i think it's important to call out and show those things like be about it for real like you you mm-hmm. about this life be about this life mm-hmm. like seriously so mm-hmm. i enjoyed the calling out yeah. that is why this is news it's not news and keep calling those motherfuckers out because I'm going to enjoy watching it. I like that one. Keep shaking them tables. Shake the table, Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, you ready to get into the pit? Yeah, let's get into, let's the, get pit. into the pit. Everybody strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. The new XXX has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Jay, can you tell the people what the pit is real quick? Yes, I can. The pit is where we throw people, places, and things that are trying to fuck with our black ass, black joy. We throw those people into the motherfucking pit. And uh, usually it has something to do with race. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just somebody who ran over our foot at the grocery store. But what is it this week, Queen? So this week I am throwing Peter in the pits. What? Yeah, that, like the harmless organization that protects animals. From I'm danger? actually surprised we haven't done this sooner in all the years that we we've have done this. Done we this. Have? Yeah, we've thrown Peter in the pit before. I don't even remember because they're so pitiful. <laughs> that is not something that stuck out of my mind. So PETA, for people who don't know, is an organization and it stands for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Mm-hmm. And um, they had a Super Bowl ad that they were supposed to run over the Super Bowl. I think that the Super Bowl happened. And they were supposed to run a commercial during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The NFL pressured Fox to not air the commercials, so Peter decided to release it on the socials. And that's how we've come, come up rough uh-huh. to... Uh, the commercial existing okay so what's happening in this commercial is basically um animals are kneeling like taking a knee (laughs) what do you mean like you know how calling colin kaepernick took a knee in protest to okay wait a minute police violence but not all animals have knees lots of animals don't have knees that's why (laughs) um okay so uh and then the end of the commercial. Wait, should I watch it? I'm just read the sentence. The line at the end of the commercial says, "Respect is the right of every living being, and speciesism." Okay, first of all, I think we should have gave the people a content warning. <laughs> so I want to apologize to all of you for not giving a content warning because <sighs> this this is unacceptable. All right, so, so content warning: white shenanigans. And uh, white media violence. Should we put that in the intro? Because this this whole episode. I don't know. I kind of. I feel white, like it kind of happened to me in, in real time, and I like, kind of wanted to happen to other people in real time too. I don't know. I don't know. All right. 
So I'm going to watch it. Okay, he's going to listen to Jay watch it live. Wait, there's fish kneeling. Yeah, fish don't have fucking knees. Oh my god. They're humming the national anthem. Is this Star Spangled Banner? I don't know. They're all the same stupid okay. song. <laughs> uh, the pig is just lying down. That's a pig is like, a, fuck okay, that shit. A, a, what looks to be a white little person, boy or girl, or not Did you see the snake? Know. No, Snakes don't even have legs. There's an eagle. <laughs> oh my god, the eagle is kneeling. <laughs> it looked like it was about respect is the right of every living being. Would stop comparing us to, to animals. animals. Oh yes. my gosh. So you missed the snake. Snakes don't even Wait, have legs. I gotta catch the snake. <laughs> why is the snake what kneeling? Part of, what part? So this is animated. And why also. is the it's snake great. hanging out with a wolf? I think it was a wolf. Like was that a snake next to that? Yes. But they were on a mountain. I walked, first of all, the animals they had together don't even fucking hang out. <laughs> like. That is a snake. <laughs> it's a fox, a, a wolf, wolf, and, and a, a snake. snake. And I think that was a mouse and like a beetle. They don't hang out. The sheep dog and the sheep. They, they really, don't hang out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That sheep dog looks all indignant. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. So the, the horse is kneeling. First of all, yeah. why didn't they just have them lower their heads like in the fucking Lion King? Because everybody knows that's how animals kneel. No, because animals are humans. You mean they're black, black people. people? Okay. So, yeah. So they ended with the fucking bald eagle. Like, that was supposed to really. And then the thing that annoys me is that they tried to make the eagle look like an angry bad bitch. Like, like it was like. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. The hashtag is end speciesism. Wow. What? First of all, what the fuck is that? So, like Jay said, the commercial is just bad animation, right? It's not very good animation. And the choices of animals is interesting to me. All animals should be respected. This is an animal-friendly show. Yes, right? So we're throwing mm-hmm. Pete in a pit. We're not throwing the livelihood and respect for animals. Yeah, and we're not throwing, like, people who, um, like, believe that animals should be protected. Or there are some, like, we both eat meat. Like, not all meat, but we both eat meat here. But we're not throwing people who choose not to eat meat. Like, we understand that there are people who protect animals to the level to where they also will not eat any animal products. Yeah, exactly. Like, we respect that. So yeah. this is not a mockery yeah. or denouncing no. of any of we that shit. We are throwing Peter in the pit, and we will explain why they are violent pieces of shit. So I don't understand what speciesism is. That is Sorry, strange. I just... So there's that. Then it's oh, like... Oh, wait. Somebody asked in the comments. I was scrolling. Do we care what they say? I don't. Okay. The thing that is not even the thing. There's lots of things that annoy me about this. So Kaepernick, Kaepernick. I always say his last name wrong, and people be coming for me. Is Kaepernick or Kaepernick? I think it's Kaepernick. Kaepernick started this protest back in 2016, where he was getting on the knee, not doing the national anthem as a protest for um, police violence against black folks Mm -hmm. since 2016. So I was 
doing my Google just to see if there's any other kind of correlation between Peter and and Kaepernick when it comes to them supporting him in his protest, mm. supporting him in this NFL protest and Black Lives and Black Lives and Black Lives Matter, like anything where they were like, you know, we we fucks mm-hmm. with y'all, we care mm-hmm. about this. This is something we should honor, right? And that doesn't exist. So it's just really strange to me that it's four years later that you decide to put out this troll ass ad because that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. a troll ass ad because you want to get attention because you want people to talk about you you want you they have a history of using like kind of like they have a history of ruffling ruffling people's feathers with their ads in this way so that they are Mm -hmm. part of the conversation but it's not really something that is about what they're actually trying to right um advocate specifically they will leverage the oppression of marginalized people to make a point about animals yes which i i just want to know who that like, to me, I feel like the only people that buy that or that maybe that would make them think about animals differently are people who already don't really acknowledge the humanity of black people. That's what I don't get. Like, what is your marketing angle when it comes to using stuff, especially the stuff that aligns with black people? Mm-hmm. No one gives a fuck about our lives anyway. Right. So they're not going to see you comparing something to a black person's life and be like, oh, I... you." Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why I, I should feel like care. This is for like no Dr. one thinks for people, but yeah. we're not for people. It's for Dr. King revisionists, like those people who think Dr. King wouldn't want us to be cursing at each other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I think that this is for like people like that, like racist people who hide behind being nice. This is for this. This is for like like polite like colonialists. Well, you want to hear Peter's definition of speciesism? Do I want to hear anything Peter has to say? Well, for the people, just just so this is what they're responding in the comments when people are like, what is speciesism? Speciesism, according to Peter, like other forms of, dis- of discrimination, is a supremacist worldview in which humans justify using or excluding other species who are less powerful. It's time to recognize that every sentient being deserves to be treated with respect. So... Just like real quick before you go back into it, the thing that makes me so uncomfortable and like annoyed with this is that like this definition in and of itself to me, it's not like terrible. Like thinking about animals as like living beings who matter and shit like that. It's not terrible. I just don't understand why the real life suffering that me and my people live with and endure and shit. I don't understand why that has to be left. Because it's not about them point. actually in them speciesism. If they really right. cared about all species, you would not align you wouldn't align these things in this way. Mm-hmm. Because even within that definition, you would all that means you also still respect humanity and humans. Right. So why would you even use those things to align each other to like say you're advocating for something? Mm-hmm. You know, they're just trolls. And that is just the organization that they have been for a really, really long time because they're the fucking white people Mm. who don't know their privilege, don't care about their privilege. And honestly, I don't really think they care about animals. I think they just want to have something to be fighting for. Right. You know what I mean? I think they Mm. just are so like privileged that it's like we have to be fighting something we have to be you know like uh, shit is too good we Mm -hmm. gotta be fighting something we have to be yelling at something we have to be angry at something and i think that this is just what those people who are in that space have agreed to yell at and be mad about like that's that's how i see be there Mm -hmm. like it's not even about animals there are other animal Groups, activists, whatever, who do not do things in this way, who do not have conversations in that way, who understand that it is capitalism and fucking 
mass production and all of this mm-hmm. stuff that for when it comes to animals that we farm and stuff that that is why this is an issue there are people who understand that because of the industrial revolution and how you want to mass produce everything and, and all of that white shit actually right. is why we are where we are when we come to how we treat animals people like before the industrial before whiteness honestly when it came to people in their relations to animals it wasn't this, this kind of relationship that mm-hmm. we have where it's like they, we just take right. and we don't use the whole animal mm-hmm. and we just that's not something that people culturally have done before mm-hmm. whiteness mm-hmm. this is y'all shit right. this is like this is yeah, shit you created each other speak like, your own language stop talking stop to us stop involving us in this yo leave us alone <laughs> In your safari voice, oh, but yeah, so it's, it's just really, it's just really annoying yeah. to like just to see them constantly align themselves with my marginalization mm-hmm. to make a fucking point. Mm-hmm. There, not even to make a point to troll, because you're not trying to make a point. You're just trying to troll. That definition you said is something very different from what that commercial says, right. and you could have expressed what you said in that definition in a very different way and people could have got it mm-hmm. but you rather just like fucking fuck with people but the, here's the other thing oh god I, I'm i upset now now again, more, more now again as well <laughs> no. in addition to also they don't want to ch- they like p- p- posit themselves as this like ruffle your feathers type organization but they don't want to challenge the actual system exactly that is mass producing you know meat and killing animals and shit like that because white 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 they want to protect the system they want exactly. the funding they exactly. want funding exactly. from these wealthy white people yep. who are making money off yep. of this white supremacist capitalist system and yep. so instead of challenging the system they put the burden of this shit back onto like the people back onto oh well if you guys would just you know stop eating meat don't get wendy's four for four then this would be you know this would be fine right because you don't like racism right it's the same as racism instead of challenging the way that the system the way that corporations do business all the stuff that benefits them all the systems that they benefit from they don't want to challenge it because why that makes that then i would put you on the same level as my black ass Mm -hmm. and you don't want that Mm -hmm. it's not what you want you want to be white and free and maintain that shit so like that's why that's Mm -hmm. why all them peter motherfuckers like you're in a pit all of y'all and then another thing is never compare black people to animals like just don't don't yeah. you can't do that you want to know why you can't do that because your trifling ass white ancestors made it so you can't because mm-hmm. there's all this racial undertones in that right. there's all this racial right. traumatic history tied to talking about black folks and animals so you guess what mm-hmm. that means you can't ever do it don't do can't it. do it don't do stop it. doing it somewhere there's a white parent of a black child calling them a monkey a monkey <laughs> a cute little monkey oh my white people love calling their kids little monkeys yo Anyway, I have a theory about that, but I will move on. That's not my theory. It's Nation of Islam theory. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I where that goes. trying to decide whether I want to no. hear it or oh, not. Oh, no, no, Actually, no. I do want to hear it. Off mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said off mic. You can take it out, Sam. <laughs> That's the nation of Islam said. You should bleep it out. That's actually funny. <laughs> okay, okay. Just bleep it. Oh, God. That's what the nation of Islam says. That's not my thoughts. It's the nation of Islam. Okay. So, Thank yeah, they're you. in a pit. Okay, yes. They're in a pit. Mm-hmm. And fish don't fucking kneel. Yo. I've never seen a spider on his knees. 
That was so weird. What the fuck are you doing? And then it's like, do you respect animals? You don't even respect the way their bodies move. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry. I'm watching it again. Because, oh gosh. I can't see who thought that, like. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Like, so many people had to touch this. I'm just trying to understand who thought that this would really make. That's the thing, a too. Because it's an animation. And you know how animation is like frames. It like this takes a lot of time. And to... this horse looks mad indignant as well, yo. Yo, oh, what's God. funny is in a video, there's pigs that are I laying know. down. What's that They're about? not kneeling. They're just laying down like fucking. Are they the cops? <laughs> Are they cops? I don't know. They're just laying down like the system's going to work the way it works. <laughs> They're just laying there. And I don't know. What? Oh, my goodness. And then one lone white girl. Is... Where's her parents? All right. Here's the other thing. They made sure not to make this white person blonde. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> Y'all should see Jay's face. I'm just it's going through a lot. I'm just disturbed. Sorry, I keep rewinding to see. So but the this, snake? Well, this I saw the snake. The snake on his a knees. Few times. That's funny. This white person here is camping alone. Uh, Where are her parents? Alone. It's a little girl. Well, is it? That's not. I don't know. They're in. It's a person in overalls. It's hard to tell. But if we go by the uh, the rules of bunny uh, rabbits can't nail Barbara Hill you School see how District, there's a bunny rabbit is... kneeling. Bunny rabbits can't nail. You saw how, you know how short their legs are. Bunnies aren't bunnies kind of always kneeling. <laughs> no, right? the, the no legs are always bent. That's how they're. It's that's not, it's not bent. That's just how it's it is. Oh, okay. Like it's not like they're not consciously doing that. That's like. Right. <laughs> like how their body is this built. This commercial is making me ask questions that I don't want to be asking that have nothing to do with saving animals. <laughs> or or anyone. Also, why is this person camping out there with their tent? Alright, let me... T- I gotta close this window. <laughs> it's so disturbing. It looks like the eagle is about to fly off and then it says, nah. The eagle don't want to be I'm there. Kneel. I'm a kneel. The, beagle don't, the eagle don't want to be there. I stand with Cap. The fucking, fucking oh. white America nearly made the bald eagle extinct. He don't want to fuck with y'all. Oh, man. It's just They are really just... Tr- PETA is a white supremacist organization that is just trolling black It is, yes. That's it. That's what it is. Because I can't... This, this, there was no... That didn't touch anybody except for I closed the window already. But I scanned those comments and it was just a bunch of PETA supporters like, ah, oh, great, great, great commercial. This is great. And then a few people like, what is speciesism? <laughs> what is this? What the fuck is that? Or somebody said, bad commercial, but uh, the song is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Weird. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So, they're in a pit. Yikes. Oh, uh, I guess we did a show? Yeah, we did. That was awkward. We did. All right. So we did a motherfucking podcast. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tea with Queen and Jay. Be sure to follow us on all social media extensions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Tea with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, Tea with Queen and Jay. You can send us your tea mail at Tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com and be sure to keep up with our website, Tea with Queen and Jay.com for all like news and updates and like yes. shit like that. You can also donate on our website site be sure to sign up for our patreon yes um especially if you're white yeah yo give us your money if you're white 
All of it. Like we said, donations will go towards Podfest and Pod and Live NYC. Yes. Mm-hmm. So send us those. We appreciate those. Yes. Anything else? Um, I think that's it. Yeah, All right, let's get into some of our favorite hashtags that we fuck with. Black Panther's so lit. Black Lives Matter. Fuck Peter. Stop killing trans women. Disability too white. You okay, sis? Maybe he doesn't hit you. Why I stayed. Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag pod in. Hashtag. In a whole uprising. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag unpack BG. Mm-hmm. Hashtag queer walk. Hashtag queer walk pod. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Marsha's plates. Hashtag ALJ pod. Oh, you figured it out. Yes, I figured it out. Yeah. Even though, kind of also, I'm going to use the hashtag Jujube. Because um, her yeah, that's, Facebook that's is the name. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I, I want like to be. We like, we're going to force uh, Juju, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I think your hashtag should be Jujube. That's just me. What do I know? <laughs> um, hashtag Vagisteam. Hashtag Miss Vixen. Or see forever. That's right. Hashtag natural hair. Hashtag listen to black women. Hashtag pay black women. Hashtag hire black women. All right. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with editorial and engineering support from a black girl named Sam. T with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Ow. I'm so sorry I can't be with you tonight. However, I couldn't completely miss the chance to take a moment to share some thoughts with all of you. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. I once had a guidance counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball, uh, that it would never amount to anything for me. His negativity towards me made me stronger. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find it. So with that, I'll let you carry on with your evening. Please know I'm thinking of you, supporting you, and encouraging you always. Peace.